football card collecting and investing we do it every week here as a part of the quest cast community we got some new release dates we're going to get to we're also going to get to your patreon questions we're going to talk about our biggest mistakes but andy the big story of the weekend the return of cam newton and we're also going to tie in a new term that we are starting on this channel and it's called the mike white syndrome and what we've seen the past couple of weeks with Mike White cards has been a pretty good lesson, a good evergreen lesson. It doesn't matter if you're listening to it now or five years from now. This is very important for people to study what's happened here with Mike White. Yeah, they may have got Mike White in the same pose as Josh Allen on his Prism rookie card, but he <laughs> certainly <laughs> did not play like Josh Allen over the weekend. Uh, had the four interceptions against the Buffalo Bills, and the the Jets took a beating. It was so bad that they they benched him, and uh, his his rookie cards have come completely back down all the way to where basically where they started. I mean, I, I looked at the full gambit of base prisms closing in auction now for under five dollars, where they were at a peak of like forty five dollars, and the uh, the short print optic hollows and prism silvers that were getting up to triple digits are now back down to like $15 and the autograph cards are now closing, you know, around 50 to $60. Those were getting up into several hundred dollars. So could you imagine being the person and some of you might be watching, listening to this right now, and you could be one of those people holding Mike White cards that you bought for a ton at, at its peak. You could be holding Sam Darnold cards. That's why we're going to focus in just a second on some of our biggest mistakes because, look, we've all been there. We all got caught up in the hype. But here's the thing. Uh, when those Mike White-based prisms were selling for $45, $40, you know, I saw my buddy Mint you know, selling a Joe Burrow-based prism, super clean, super centered. I almost bought the daggum thing. For $40 today, $40, you could have got a Joe Burrow prism. And I know Mike White mm. beat Joe Burrow to get this whole Mike White train started, but he can't play. He can't play. And the bottom line is not many people can play this quarterback position. And Andy, I know we make this point a lot, but there is a danger when it comes to quarterback prospecting. And you can't just roll with Mike White for one week and think he's going to be the savior. He's going to be the first Joe Namath uh, since the New York Jets. You can't. Sam Darnold told you who he was before the season. I know he was a quarterback of the Jets, but everyone thought that he was going to go to the Panthers. And, well, is the guy that they. Uh, booted out is now the guy whose prices are going back up now. And that's our good friend, Cam Newton. So it, it's a good hard lesson for all of us. It is a very good lesson. This is my biggest learning lesson that I had to learn the hard way last year, you know, last year, the first year getting in since I was a kid. And I, I made the mistake of doing this, especially around these, these uh, more experienced quarterbacks and these big market teams I fell for cam newton last year after he signed with the patriots thinking i was making a smart move thinking uh, i could get in on a base tops for around 20 dollars. it didn't seem bad to me based on the fact he's a 2011 rookie but 
that that quickly came down to earth. I never sold that card, and that card quickly came back down to earth. Today, you know, people are moving that card for still three to five dollars, you know, all day long. And he just had a couple touchdowns, uh, you know, sneaking in the game with the with the Panthers, his old team that you know he built his career with. And I fell for this with Alex Smith last year as well. Whenever he stepped in and was like, oh, you know, there's just that that hype and all factor around some of these uh, veteran quarterbacks that just doesn't pan out. And if you're buying them after they come out on the field and, and they make that, that appearance, that's not the right time to buy them because almost every single time you buy them in those situations, you're buying it on the, the premium end, the high end. Nice. And uh, that's when you want to sell. <laughs> and we'll see what happens with Odell. I'm, I'm going to find it to be really fascinating. I've sold a lot of my Odell's. Right. And and yes, he's not a quarterback, so it is a little different. But Odell's as big of a star at wide receiver as you're going to see. Now, notice the word I use, a star, not he's not a top five wide receiver. He's not even a top 10 wide receiver. But a lot of people view him that way. And that's the important thing is hype. You know, I take your Cam Newton purchase, for instance. I don't think that that was a bad purchase because Cam is a different level of a star than, let's say, an Alex Smith or once again, on the way extreme, a, a Mike White. So I, I, I found that to, to be interesting. But it also, Andy, goes to this point, okay? And it's key, especially with those tops, 2011, 2012. There's some iconic cards there. Uh, I mean, tops produce really good football cards. I really do like tops as products. But remember, those base cards, there's – Hundreds, if not thousands of them out there. So I guess one thing uh, I, I, I would say, and this goes along with one of our Patreon questions uh, of the day, Andy, and I'll let you read that out verbatim. And once again, make sure you join the Patreon community uh, is, you know, one big mistake is thinking that buying a lot of, you know, tops base cards is a smart idea. But also remember that those are just more heavily printed so it's important to keep that in mind yeah absolutely definitely important shout out to 402 collectibles uh for the question you know uh, wanting to know what our biggest mistake was in the hobby and what lessons that we can take from it and so you know to parlay off your comment about the base cards when when a player does break out you know those high-end investor collectors that you're going to see the best roi from those guys and they're going to be going after the rare golds the psa 10s the high graded cards the the chrome x fractors the chrome refractors before they go after the base cards and it's not to say the base cards won't go up in value i i think they will if you can get them you know at volume for pennies on the dollar but you know it, once again it goes back to those tiers that we've talked about before carter it's very difficult for a base card to go up to 40 50 dollars and stay there and continue to climb that's just very difficult to do for a raw base card that's been printed thousands of times when you have a card that is very little supply very few listings far and few in between so people are much more likely to reach for that card because it's iconic you know it's so key to keep that in mind uh you know to go along with that you know my biggest mistake was I jumped right in and I just spent money on a bunch of college uniform cards. And it was this channel that told me to sell it immediately. That's how you and I became friends, Andy, because you legit 
helped me make money on the purchases of that guy in the background's cards, Joe Burrow. If you're watching online, I got a Joe Burrow painting. I have a bunch of Joe Burrow stuff. And, you know, I, I, I sold it. As much as I, I wanted to hold it, I sold it to where I could get money. And now I could buy those same Joe Burrow cards for 5 to $10 a piece. When at the time I spent way more, was able to make more money off the hype. But that was just because I sold it before the pro uniform card. So I like college uniform cards, but, you know, I'm never going to spend a premium on them again. So just a more general topic, if you're just now getting in, Understand this, just because you're throwing a bunch of money doesn't mean you're going to sell those cards for a bunch of money. Another mistake I made, and this is something, Andy, that you and I talk about privately, and I feel like we need to talk about it more on this show, is understanding this simple concept. It is way easier for you to buy a card than it is for you to sell a card. Okay, it always has been. It always will be. It's way easier for you to pick up your phone and just buy dot, dot, dot. That's not how selling works. Okay, it's just not. You're you're probably not going to be Propstein one, two, three or whoever it may be. Uh, So that's something very key, because if you're investing and trying to be Scrooge McDuck down the road and. Uh, swim in, in, in a pool full of golden coins because you spent X amount of dollars. Understand that's not how card investing works, Andy. Very true. I, I wish it was, but it's not. I've yeah. got uh, several stacks of cards over here that I look at every day that I've got to take pictures of and list them on eBay. And if, if you know, I don't do auctions for that reason because you have to be very careful about when you end your auctions. It doesn't matter how clickbaity and clever you, you title the card and how good your pictures are. If you end your auction on a Tuesday afternoon when everybody's watching and listening to the Quest Cast, then you're not going to sell that card for very yeah. much money. <laughs> and 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 there's so many different mistakes so what we want to do is get you to send us your biggest mistake so if you're watching this on youtube comment below or you know send us a, a comment on patreon i'm interested to know what everybody's you know biggest mistakes are andy and this is just one general thing always treat people well okay like look i my most expensive card i bought for my pc in other words i'm probably never going to sell it uh, I, I was able to get my hands on a tyron matthew one of one prism the guy sent the card beautifully like per it was perfect it was a perfect shipping i mean it was in bubble wrap and you know the cardboard and he sent it in a one touch uh because it was such you know uh, an expensive not expensive card it wasn't unbelievably expensive but he he took good care of a card that meant a lot to me and he knew it did it was it was a $150 card. I'll just say it. I mean, that's not that expensive for a one-of-one, especially, you know, a player like Tyron Matthew. I know he's a defensive player or whatever, but he treated me well. And that meant a lot to me, right? So understand, even if it's, you know, a $50 card you sell, that $50 card might be a card that means a lot to that person. So, you know, that's that's another mistake a lot of people make andy is they 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 don't look into they they don't do the research on how to properly ship a card they don't do the research that 
this was something that happened to me yesterday, Andy. Uh, I received a Tyron Matthew card, and they didn't put tape at the top of the top loader, and the card slid out. And the the top edge was, as you know, me- messed up. It wasn't like the card that, that, that was pictured. So right. all those things are very important as far as doing your research and, and treating people the way that you should be treated. That's what we call packaging it like your firstborn child. <laughs> you like the dad joke? I try to figure yeah. out a way to put in the dad joke this week. Exactly, man. So, yeah, that, that would be mine. Is there is there any other off the top of your head? Biggest mistakes? Yeah, I mean, my, my biggest mistake was definitely buying in on the hype and thinking that I was getting a good deal, but not using the recently sold items. Like, basically, literally rushing to my phone on Sunday afternoon when I get the tweet from you know NBC Sports Edge or whatever or sleepers you know saying that uh, such and such has got injured or such and such is having a good game and then buying right then and there um, that's definitely my biggest learning lesson because I, I very rarely if ever capitalize on those purchases that I've made in those super impulsive moments the purchases that I've capitalized on were all very well calculated planned out and targeted in an auction uh, when I when I studied the player studied the cards that were manufactured for them for the rookie year and looked at, um, you know, the more rare cards and, and just like looked at the entry price points, like going in, looking at the recently sold items, looking at the sold items on eBay for that player. That, that is huge. And that, that follows up to most underrated tool. And that's it right there, Andy. Mm -hmm. I understand that we could sit here and card ladder is a great service. Sports investors, they do a good job. Jim rate. I mean, there's a lot of good Instagram accounts you could follow as far as, you know, checking the PSA 10 pop counts or, or whatever. Uh, your friend Brad, comeback card investor, posts some really good stuff in his YouTube community and all that stuff. So, yes, all that stuff is great. But the most underrated tool that you need to learn about is looking at sold items check okay it's not just clicking sold items see when the item sold what day of the week was it because that also affects was it a buy it now so sold items is absolutely huge so for my most underrated tool that is without reasonable doubt uh, a standard you know it's it's pretty common knowledge but it is something that you do need to keep in mind I was really hoping you were going to say the most underrated tool is the show right here. Yeah, well, is, of course. Is the QuestCast. Uh, 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 uh. No, but what 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 would – you know something else about, about sold items is just because a card s- sells for that much doesn't mean that it's going to sell for that much again or it should sell for more. So sold items isn't the be-all, end-all, but still it, it is something that uh, – that you need to, to monitor? Is, is there any that, yeah. that, that you think are underrated? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's a really good one. But eBay's recently sold items only goes back 90 days. And so a lot of times you want to get like, yeah, you want to get a bigger trend. You know, we want to look at what happened. You, if you want to look at what happened at the beginning of the sports card boom last summer and then study the market as it progressed, you want to use other websites like 130point.com or what it's sold for.com or uh, PWCC Marketplace has a very 
basic rudimentary uh, eBay search thing that goes all the way back to 2004, if you want. I mean, there, there's websites that are free that you can search eBay sales that go back eons. And this could really give you a good idea of like where a card started at, what the demand was like for it at any given time. And it, and it's just it's just a, a matter of, of homework, doing the homework. And I, I would just insist and just urge you that time and time again, those deals are going to continue to pop up. Like there's going to be better deals that pop up. So don't feel compelled to hit that buy it now button on a Sunday afternoon when you get that headline before looking at the recently sold items and before doing just a little bit of, of homework of where that card has been before, like where it's been priced at before. Those are very underrated tools. Also, just in general, social media is going to be, for the most part, good. I think more often than not, hobby accounts are good, but also be careful. Like if you just go on Twitter and Instagram and you're reading tips, not all of them are good. Not all of them, okay? Be very skeptical. Look into different hobby accounts. Reach out to certain people in the hobby that you think may or may not know more about certain things. That's what I did with you. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's so key. It, it really is to make sure uh, to use all the tools necessary before you you know make any mistakes. Now, uh, we, we do this every week as far as uh, Patrick Mahomes are looking at his prices because – him and Tom Brady, I mean, they they do run the hobby. I mean, they, they're the two biggest names in the sports card world when it comes to quarterbacks. And we do see a big Patrick Mahomes game. But for the most part, um, prices, I, I think some of it, Andy, you, you were talking about before. Some of it could just be that, you know, we're kind of in, you know, the, the debtor period of the, the card price cycle. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Mahomes and, and other elite quarterbacks, it's – it doesn't look like anyone outside of, of course, Cam had like just some ridiculous spike. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think Cam's spike was more volume related right. than it has been priced just yet. And, and they may continue to grow if, if he continues to play well and possibly lead the Panthers to a wild card. But, I mean, we talk about cards, specific cards being the gold standard of the hobby, like the Prism and the Rookie Ticket Auto. And I look at Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady – as the gold standard player for indications of where football card prices are at. Um, and Tom Brady, even more so because he's the goat, right? And we don't have to talk about the bucks right now. <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're flying. I think they're just, you know, lurking in the shadows, but um, looking at Patrick Mahomes, who's kind of like our modern day quarterback hero up until this season, he's been playing really bad, but he had a great game. Uh, Sunday and really came out guns of like five touched five touchdowns and four, over 400 yards. So, you know, big, big game from him, but his cards are still on clearance. Carter, his cards right now, the base Donruss is still closing in auction. Actually the lowest I've ever seen it was on Monday based on for $135. I mean, this is Not going back to last summer type of prices, 2020 summer type of prices is base prism uh we talked about psa 10 format now those are starting to go back up but you look at the raw format and the psa 9 format those are those are lagging significantly those are at still a, a big clearance uh, under a thousand dollars whereas that psa 10 format is like seven thousand dollars you know 
You know how I feel about that. And I, I, I get nervous buying Patrick Mahomes cards just in general because they are just so expensive. And I'm not just some gigantic fan of his. But once again, I, I still stay away from buying raw cards for that much. But any, I, I, what, what people would ask you, and I'll ask you, is should you jump in on some Patrick Mahomes cards right now? Let, let's just say there is someone that has you know that type of money to spend. I mean, should they, you know, make make a move right now? I think I would. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think I would. And I've actually been on some of these base Donruss auctions myself because, Uh I mean, right now we've got, uh, we'll talk about it here in a little bit before we get out of here. There's been over 10 new sets announced to be released from Panini between now and the end of the end of the season. And, um, this historically has been a, a great time to buy football cards as they dip. Like there's a ton of attention on Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, just other players in general. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is not ne- near the top of the MVP consideration. They're struggling to make the playoffs still. And so his cards are still on clearance, man. I, I think that honestly they could, they could you they could win out the rest of the season, make the playoffs, and you see a big increase in that card. As historically in the hobby uh, for football cards, since I've gotten back in, we've seen a run up in prices from January to the draft in April. Right, and I, I and that we definitely saw that last year, and that was kind of like um, after the big sports card boom from you know the summer of 2020. So. I don't see why we wouldn't see that this year. The hobbies continue to grow. I, I continue to see new people in it every week. Um, even even big big names. I mean, big names. There was a big article recently just um, published by the like creative director of Fanatics now, um, who used to be like co-owner CEO of StockX, and uh, he wrote this whole like fifty-page dissertation. Uh, thesis paper about the current state and what he predicts of the future. And he broke down the sports card market going all the way back to the fifties. And you can find this, this research paper online. I think it's uh, sports cards are cool again, or trading cards are cool again.com uh, Josh from Josh Luber. And I mean, he broke it down all the way back then. And these yeah. are just some, some natural cycles that we go through in sports cards. For various reasons, it, he goes in pretty pretty deep detail, but I don't see why we wouldn't see um, an up an up increase and in uptick in values of Patrick Mahomes rookie cards uh, post January. Yeah, I, I, I've listened to Card Talk and other people, you know, talk about the fanatics and all that, and you know, I'm really excited about that. I mean, I'm re- I'm just really excited about this hobby moving forward. So, I want I want to I want to issue a disclaimer with. You know what I'm about to say, okay? Um, because we are in it. You're you're very much in it. You have the actual YouTube channel with along with this podcast, so you ha- you have some real skin in the game. I do too, right? Like I, I just love this. Uh, my dad is you know a, a big time basketball card collector. I I'm I'm never going to be as good as his collection, but uh, I, I love football cards. I, I just freaking do. So understand what I'm about to say might be just a little biased. But I am buying into the idea that football cards are are here to stay. And I don't want to spend too much time on it. We'll do a whole podcast just on this topic uh, because you and I could spend two hours about different empirical things that prove that football cards could be here 
for the long term. And, you know, obviously, you know, football NFTs are coming with Dapper Labs or whatever, but I still think football physical cards are, are going to be here for the long term. And I do want to bring up one interesting thing, and this wasn't in our show prep, but, you know, Ken Golden just signed on to do the Netflix series, right? Uh, it's reality TV. And we saw what a Netflix series did for F1, right? It, I mean, F1 became one of the most popular uh, sports in the world. And it became, I mean, a bunch of group chats I'm in are like huge F1 fans because they watched the show. We saw what happened with F1 cards in the hobby. So King Golden's getting a Netflix show. We're starting to see cards more in the mainstream. Obviously with Fanatics, I think that's a big deal. Um, so yeah, I, Andy, once again, I'm buying into football cards. I'm buying into this idea that football, the most popular sport in America is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And Patrick Mahomes, the biggest star, once again, I, I, I just wouldn't do it, but if there was a time to do it, it would be now, but just in general, I, uh, I I do like football cards. I I I as in just the concept. I'll let I'll let people reach out to you in the Discord. Uh, but guys, the comment that Carter made about his dad being a big time basketball card collector is as a total understatement. <laughs> no, don't don't no, I don't I don't want to get I don't want to get too deep into it. But he he's he's done he's done well. Okay, he's done well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool. So, like, you know, through him, I got to meet Joe Orlando and, and the former head of PSA. I've been to the National three times because of my dad, but that was way before I got deeper into football or just card uh, in general. And, you know, that's part of what, once again, it's in my DNA. It's in your DNA uh, as well now how much we freaking love this stuff, how much – you know, our family members are starting. I mean, my girlfriend's starting to find them to be pretty cool, which I never thought uh, would, would be the case. Uh, my dad is fired up for uh, the, the future of cards, even though he's not as involved. So it, it's it's it it is very you know interesting that it is starting to become more in uh, the mainstream. So I like it. I I just do, and uh, and and Andy, I, I know you do too. That's why I had to say that disclaimer because we do it because most people that are neutral would 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 watch this and say, well, of course they say that they do a weekly podcast, they buy car. No, we really do believe in this. Hey, I'm supposed to be on vacation right now, and right? I'm here talking to you about football right? cards, and I'm having fun doing it, man. Huh? 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 So uh, I want to get I want to get to the hobby tip of the day, right? Um, so you know, in life, there's some things that you have to do in the hobby, and this goes into the our biggest mistake question as well, to a certain degree. So, like the our biggest mistake Discord, if you like that kind of conversation, we basically do it every week on the podcast with the hobby tip of the day because the tips are coming from mistakes that we've made in the past. So if you like that kind of discussion, uh, here's a big tip is if you have the opportunity to buy new top loaders i do i would do it so yesterday uh, I, I was at a random middle of nowhere walmart they were fully stocked i mean they had baseball they had all these different things but you know what i said to myself they were loaded 
on top loaders. They didn't have any sealed product that I was really in love with. And I bought a bunch of these 35-pack top loaders, Andy. And I called you yesterday because they were so cheap. I just, I just did not believe that uh, – I'm going to take this out of this plastic. I did not believe that these were, were, were going to be as cheap as they were. Uh, and, and look at this. Uh, 35 top loaders, these Ultra Pro – Top loaders out of Walmart, and it was it was five dollars with tax. It came out to about like five twenty five. Okay, most top loaders come in twenty five packs, and they're what seven or eight dollars, and it doesn't include shipping. So, this would be my tip, right? You you need accessories, right? And Andy, you've been to plenty of card shops where they didn't have top loaders for sale. I, I, I'm telling you, the last two hobby shops I went to, they were out of, of top loader. So understand that there are some things, two things, Andy, for me, you might have a, a few others, but penny sleeves and top loaders, you're always going to need them. That's a fantastic idea, honestly, because I remember when I got in last summer and the boom, it was like a land grab, right? And all those raw cards I was buying off of Beckett Marketplace, which is another hobby tip uh you know make sure to look at all those different platforms beckett marketplace a really cool one but and needless to say it's a bunch of independent card shops regional card shops that list their cards on there they get you know they have a deal some type of deal contract set up with beckett they host right. the marketplace but it's very archaic it's just a very clunky website interface and you don't get to see actual pictures of your cards and and most of them will come in like a little box and none of them are in penny sleeves or top loaders, but you can find some good deals. But I was getting all these raw cards and I needed the penny sleeves. I needed the top loaders. And during this time of, you know, August 2020, I could not find this stuff. Amazon had had them backed up for weeks. I mean, this is Amazon Prime. It was unavailable from any of these manufacturers for weeks. I ended up finding like this knockoff uh, you know, brand of penny sleeves that were kind of thick and I had to end up cutting slits in the top of them to, to kind of fit my cards in. And, and uh, unfortunately that was the only thing I had at the time, but I think that's a great idea is to invest in hobby accessories while they're readily available and why they're very inexpensive. And, you know, you could even look at reselling this stuff on secondary marketplaces. I mean, it's, it's not a bad idea. I mean, it's just like anything, uh, you know, like uh, when there was a toilet paper shortage <laughs> of COVID, you know? Yeah. So I bought, uh, I bought like, like six or seven of these. Right. And, um, and I didn't, I didn't just clean it. I thought about buying all of them because top loaders can be really hard to get. And this is the thing about top loaders is it's a non-negotiable, right? Mm -hmm. It really is. Like if you're, if you're someone that is buying sealed product and you're ripping it, or if you're ordering off Beckett or ComC, or just you never know if someone just sends a card in the mail and it's not in a top loader. It can happen. It can happen. You know, it, it, I know it's wild. Uh, so, yeah, you know, it's always good to make sure that you have those hobby uh, accessories handy. You know, a little microfiber cloth is also something else that's good for just wiping and cleaning your cards, especially if you're going to send it off for grading or whatever, but uh, it's key. Yeah. Speaking of grading, uh, 
Imagine if PSA automatically op- reopened up a thirty to fifty dollar, you know, submission level. So immediately, card savers and any type of semi rigid card holder that you have to submit your cards into PSA, BGS, or SGC would become very rare. And I remember when it was very difficult to find these, and I spent an arm and a leg and ended up getting the wrong size out of um, oh wow yeah out of just ignorance I, I didn't realize i needed to you know i was like oh yeah that's gonna fit but it's not like a top loader where the sides are you know they're they're, they're separated so there's that thick plastic piece separating so you could just slide your card right in it's a snug fit the card savers you have to get you want to get the the right size and they have ones and twos and the ultra pros are automatically the right size but for um they make these other ones that are from, I can't remember, it's like gold standard. It's the ones that are sold on the PSA website. And you can see the difference. The card saver twos are much smaller. They're meant for mini cards. And it's very difficult to get a normal card in. And the card saver ones are a lot bigger. It's a lot more comfortable and easier to get your card in. And so those are just nice things to have on hand before they get very rare. And guess what? I had the opportunity to buy those two, and I didn't. And I, and I should have, just in case I ever wanted to submit uh, to to PSA. I, I've I've never submitted a card for grading. Period. Uh, I mean, does every grade? I, I haven't. I know. Uh, th- does every grading service? Uh, uh, I believe I'm not totally sure about Beckett, but I have submitted to SGC, and they require them. And I have submitted really. Or- yeah, and I have um, looked into submitting to PSA, gone through all their steps, and they require them because it, it's they're very uh, disposable. And so what they do is they just cut it. They cut it right down the side, and so it totally fillets open, folds open, and they can get your card out very easily without having to potentially damage anything on that card. So that's why graders like them. Very interesting. And I'm starting to see the penny sleeves now with the, the slots where you could pick it out. Oh uh, yeah, man, the smooth sleeves. I love my smooth sleeves. Yeah, Those, go, baby. You know, uh, that's another you know, in, in kind of uh, ingenious uh, evolution of the hobby. You know, people start up uh, companies to provide value, and one of them is those smooth sleeves, and they have that extra flap on the back of it on the top, and it just makes it, and they're a little bit bigger, so you can slide cards right in without having to worry about cutting the slit or damaging those corners. Well, there you go, man. So before we uh, get before we skedaddle, a friendly reminder before we give our plays of the day, it is uh, the easiest way to contact either Andy or me is just by being a member of the Discord and Patreon community and checking out your videos at the Fantasy Football Card Quest. So if you need a link to any of that, you could find it down below. But all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash football cards once again that's patreon.com slash football cards and andy play of the day i got you man i'm ah man i'm so excited about this one right right here that i've been watching and getting i'm dude i'm getting really excited about this player because he's it's guaranteed it's guaranteed gold whether he plays another down in the nfl or not but he's continuing to play and his cards are really undervalued going to the tight end market my guy, Rob Gronkowski. Gronk, baby. Mm. Gronk. Gronk. Oh, I did not. Uh, well, tell me, tell me more. Tell me more about your reasoning. Well, I mean, Gronk. 
lock for the Hall of Fame. He's got the most Super Bowl right. championships than any other tight end in NFL history with four. He's still playing. He's still playing with Brady. Right now, you would think, well, well, Gronk's locked for the Hall of Fame. He's also a WWE wrestler. Maybe not right now because he's actively playing in the NFL, struggling with some injuries. And, um, and that's part of why his cards are undervalued. You know, he's got all these superstar elements going for him. He's in the commercials. He's in the WWE. The dude's hilarious. You never know what's going to come out of his mouth because he's just got this huge personality. You can't fire him or cut him from the team because he'll retire before that happens. And, uh, and he's still playing with his guy, Tom Brady, who built him up to this level. And so we're, we're uh, as a Buccaneers fan, uh, closely following all the activity here in Tampa, we're, we're in the mindset right now. We're flying under the, the radar. We're just cruising. You know, the Saints continue to lose, and we're just firmly in the first place of our division. And we're going to rest, completely rest, and make sure that our veteran stud players like Gronk and Antonio Brown are 100% healthy going into the playoffs. And don't be surprised if Gronk explodes in the playoffs when we need him and Brady needs him the most. And right now, because of that, though, because of everything he's not doing right now on the field, his cards are going very undervalued, man. I love the rarity of the Topps Chrome and the Topps Chrome X-Fractor. I saw a Topps Chrome X-Fractor. I was kicking myself that I missed out in auction last Sunday for $50. I'm like, are you kidding me, man? This is, you know, I, I spent uh, $50 on a Travis Kelsey Topps Chrome Refractor, and this is Gronkowski, even more legendary than Kelsey and his and his X Fractor, one of my favorite par- short print parallels of any of the Topps Chrome cards, going for the same price in in an auction. And and I see this like I've looked, studied his autograph cards from 2010, which is a really cool ones, uh, a lot of different varieties of that, and um, and the top all the different variations of of the Topps Chrome. There's not many, but uh, there's a few, and they're just all very undervalued right now. Iconic. Name more iconic football player than Rob Gronkowski. That is a non-quarterback. You you have to really think hard over the past decade. I mean, you I mean you can make a case for Adrian Peterson. You can make a case for uh, a, a few people, but it's probably Rob Gronkowski. I mean, you see him on so many different ads, and look, he's got the pedigree to actually back it up. So I like uh, that play. I'm going to go uh, slightly different here for for play of the day. I was going to give uh, – I still look at Eli Manning rookie cards quite often. I still think – you know, he still has Hall of Fame announcement coming up. He's still going to be – I don't think Manning cast is going anywhere. And, you know, the Manning name is only going to be even more famous as his nephew, Arch Manning, is starting to come through the ranks. So I, I still think, you know, Eli Manning cards, uh, You he's going in the Hall of Fame. It's going to be 50-50. Um, but he's going to get in, right? Um, I'm, I'm actually, for my play of the day, going to talk about sealed wax, right? Uh, because, you know, we didn't touch on this that much today, but there is a lot of release dates coming up. So, you know, what what what, what were some of the big ones? There was like Immaculate. Uh, oh, yeah, man. You got uh, here, here the, right before Thanksgiving, you've got XR, and then you've got Impeccable, which actually puts real like gold, silver, and diamonds in their cards. And it's $2,000 for a pack of six cards, Carter, one pack of six cards. And so, but then you, but then you've got illusions and you've got obsidian coming up. 
Um, you've also got Spectra, which is a very cool, a lot of serial numbered cards, thick card stock, beautiful artistry on those cards. Um, and then you've got Immaculate and, and Mosaic right before Christmas. So we got a ton of new 2021 sets coming, coming right around the corner here. So understand that sealed wax prices have gone up. They just have. So this past weekend, I bought two of the Donruss Holiday Blasters. I bought, and they came out to $60, where last year it would have been $40 total, okay? Normally, you know, you just buy all the sealed wax you possibly can, okay? But now these retail companies have, have raised the prices. So understand that the real sale value of all sealed wax is not created equal so you're going to have all these products release none of which i think once again the six card diamond thing's a little bit different but mosaic is probably the biggest company that's going to be releasing their product or the biggest you know brand of panini card that will be releasing before the new year and that is not until december 22nd so my play of the day is understanding how sealed wax works. Um, mega boxes are always going to have just a little bit more sexy uh, resale value, but they're also, you know, the more expensive. Um, understanding the difference in hangers and cello packs and blaster boxes uh, and, and the prices surrounding that. So my play of the day, I know we we, we touched on this previously get a sealed wax product at retail. Uh, Andy, I've kind of changed my tune on that uh, just a little bit because once again, if they raise the prices of retail boxes and if you do flip retail boxes for profit, understand that you're not going to be making as much profit on that resale value and that money could go to a more valuable single. Also, if you're buying retail for what retail prices are now, you better pull something really good in that product. So if if you are one of those people, I would not just blindly buy every sealed product. Uh, mm -hmm. We were talking last week about metal, right? It's a football product. It's a college jersey product. Once again, if you pull an autograph card, they do look cool, but – Probably not worth buying the retail box when you can go online and get this corporately cheaper. So I play of the day. I know it's not a player. I know it's not really all that sexy. I know I'm supposed to give someone. It was going to be Eli Manning. Keep an eye out on him. But I, my, my play of the day is just keep an eye out for those release dates and those prices of those retail boxes. Man, that's the only way to watch Monday Night Football these days is, oh, is the Manning cast, man. I, I love I, it. I've learned so much, too, uh, uh, just about football, you know, from Peyton's analysis. Eli's Eli's analysis is a little bit different, but I, I still learn from him, too. And I think it's just hilarious, the banter and the guests they have on there. And uh, it's it's fun stuff. And uh, on your comment about sealed wax, when you invest in sealed wax, it's like investing in that rookie class for that year, right? And and my question to you is, Carter, do you think that the 2021 rookie class is better than the 2020 class? No, I don't. And what's very interesting about it, and I think I teased this in the last episode, um, is I don't think 
this rookie class of quarterbacks. I still like Justin Fields. I still think Justin Fields is going to be the best quarterback in this class. I, I am well on the record about this for years. This was before knowing their situations here. Um, you know, obviously Mac Jones, you know, look, New England Patriots quarterback Bill Belichick, you know, there's a lot of big Patriots fans and mass media, Bill Simmons and and uh, who I respect a lot. And then, you know, the list goes on and on, right? So, yes, I think Mac Jones is, is, is solid. I think Justin Fields is really good. I still take Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert over them in a heartbeat. I just do. Um, could be wrong on that, but still. Just because there's five quarterbacks in this class doesn't mean that it's it, all five of them are going to work out. Doesn't mean that two of them are going to work out. There was a time when I thought all five of them would be decent. I don't feel that way right now, really at all. And I like Zach Wilson, but the Jets are a mess. The Jaguars are a mess. I don't know what the deal is with Trey Lance, but they're looking good with Jimmy G right now. So yeah, you know, I, I I'm fine on this class, but this is what's really fascinating about this class. Andy is that, the next class isn't good either. I, I, there's no, there's just no one, right? Um, and we'll touch on this a little bit more on upcoming episodes. But you know, there's Malik Willis, there's Matt Corral, there's, uh, well, Spencer Rattler. I don't think is going to come out anymore. So yeah, it's 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 interesting when it comes to that. So yeah, I, I, I'm not as on fire about this class as I once was. Mm. So. Yeah, in, in my mind, that that leads me to believe that the the next the next classes will be more letdown. Like, right, the the skill position players. Like, we have some great skill position players and Jamar Chase, Najee, and a couple of Rondale and uh, right. a couple other guys. But not not compared to the 2020 class, it was incredibly deep in skill position players and the, the quarterbacks. And so. And now 2020 is a little bit of a, of a letdown from the uh, 2021 is a little bit of a letdown from 2020. And your prediction is that 2022 and 2023 are going to be even more of, of, of letdowns from 2020. So it's almost like as all these people are drawn to these brand new products is they got to have it. It's coming out for 2021. I, I'm wanting to go back and watch auctions and save searches on eBay for 2020 select optic prism and invest in it even if it's at you know fifty dollars a blaster box or, or double what it would sold in retail if i can find it at that i don't think that's bad because i've heard reports that a lot of local card shops are selling 2020 sealed wax for 4x what they sell in retail stores and i think a lot of people are trying to move still 2020 product on ebay and just as a lot of other football cards are doing right now, they're closing in auctions undervalued. So something to look at there, guys. CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson. CeeDee Lamb, superstar, number 88 uniform. That's an iconic uniform, Des Bryant, Michael Irvin. And he's a beast. Justin Jefferson, iconic, Minnesota Viking receivers, iconic um so yeah you know th that's more reason to like what the 2020 class has to offer and that's why you should join the football cards patreon because we have discussions we answer as many questions as we possibly can in their best episode yet ending it's in the book you're on vacation and you brought the goods
Feels good, man. Feels good. I'm going to let you sign it off because you're on vacation. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, stay tuned. Like, comment, subscribe to our uh, second YouTube channel. And uh, we will catch you in that next one. Peace. Thank you.